talking rugby, <laughs> telling stories, rugby pickup. Welcome to Rugby Pick'em. Who cares? Who knows? Why bother? We got a quick voicemail show for the Rugby Pick'em people. We got Jack on the line. Lines are full. Jack from Boston. Hey, how are you? This is Jack Rooney. I'm calling from Rising Square, Rosendale, Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, just calling in to check in on the uh, 2020 MLR draft. Um, just curious about a couple of sleepers you guys had. Uh, just there be anybody from uh, the New England State Dartmouth, uh, some of the Ivy League as I'm curious about. Uh, let me know what you guys think. Uh, first time, long time, listener, you know, huge fan of the show. I'd uh, love to get back from you guys. Thanks. Jack, appreciate the call. Appreciate the love. Listen, the thing is, New England's always going to be a powerhouse, whether it's talent or whether it's production or whether it's free jacks. Or whether it's football. But, uh, Jack, let me give you the quick lotto picks. Connor Mooningham coming one overall. He'll always be the first pick of the MLR, Tommy. Uh, Just a complete top-down player from life. And who apparently is just a Cali boy who had the ball in his hands from a young age. Dallas went and grabbed him at one. At number two, uh, our sources told us Brian Dalt was going out to NOLA for a recruiting visit. Tim Falcon was going to shake his hand and not let go until he was a NOLA gold. Sure enough, Tommy, they drafted a number two overall. Brian Dalt, a big powerhouse from Central Washington, here to stay in NOLA. At the three overall pick, the Utah Warriors went out and got Derek Ellison. Tell me about him. Here's a little thing. I played with Derek uh, a couple years ago back in North Carolina. He came out from California to play out in uh, Southern Pines, North Carolina. And uh, we played a summer of sevens together. And this kid's fast, let me tell you. Fast, quick, all the above. He's got all the skills that you need. At number four, the AGs, the Austin Gilbronis, go and get Luis Tama, who's a Washington product out of AIC. He's a hard-running center. He is going to be a game-changer for the Gilbronis. At number five, Aaron Matthews, a name we've heard out of St. Mary's, drafted by the Seawolves. They want to retain that West Coast talent, keep it home. Seawolves are the reigning champs until there is a full extended season. A lot of guys out of Mary's coming out of Mary's in the draft. Big Mary's draft. The Seawolves are back-to-back champs. So, Tommy, quite frankly, until somebody else wins a title, they're the big dogs in town. Adding Matthews to their staff, huge. Staff? Yeah. He's going to be the front office guy. (laughs) Jack, though, you called about that New England talent. Let me tell you about the Free Jacks number six. All right? They go out on a limb, not on a limb at all. They draft Justin Johnson uh, from Life University. California boy out of Inglewood. Let me tell you about this kid. Flanker, 21 years of age, 6'2", 215. He's an absolute fucking wrecking ball. You want to talk about New England talent? Well, he's a California kid, but he landed in New England, baby. Expect big things from Justin Johnson. Tommy, let's skip straight down to other New England people. Okay, he might not be out from New England, but he played for Dartmouth, like I called a Jack to ask about. Tell me about... 
This guy right here, the number 16 pick by the AGs. Mason Koch. You sure there. it's not Cock? Cock, Koch, Coach. Coke. Put me in, Coach. Coke. <laughs> I'm looking at these uh, vitals here, and it says five nine two twenty. Good gracious! So I tell you what, he's probably a hooker who can get out in the open space. You know, Dane Colsey. We're about to watch the uh, Hurricanes do battle in the uh, Super Rugby. Maybe he's an open space guy like Colsey. There's a lot of hyperlinks for highlight videos. I want to see this guy move around the field. Jack, appreciate the call. We're gonna go on to our next caller. We got a. Uh, Jackie from Jackson Hole. Jackie, speak up. Hey there. Jackie from Jackson Hole here again. Just wanted to get your guys' thoughts on Chris Rochel, the captain um, of England, signing with San Diego for the next two seasons. And MLR in general, just bringing in more top talent from overseas. Do you believe it adds value to the MLR? And also, what's the largest driving incentive for these players to leave these current clubs after a lot of tenure? Jackie, you appreciate the call. Uh, one of our favorite callers, Jackie from Jackson Hall, Tommy. Uh, she wants to know, is the Chris Robshot signing to San Diego good for the league? Or does it have its negative effects as you continue to lock on older guys taking the spots of younger American players? What's your take on this? Well, Jack Jack, let me tell you. I think uh, short term, it's a good it's good for the league. You like to see some star power, some some big rugby names coming in to like juice up the league, vitalize it. But as we move forward, we're gonna want to see more American talent. We're gonna want to see this draft be more relevant. You know, it's we want to see more American talent. That's another American sitting on the bench, if you ask me. Now, Jackie, I will say, Chris Robshaw is an absolute star. He may have let down England in the 2015 World Cup, but as far as star power goes, if you're putting in 250 cash with Harlequins, you can play the game. So it is good for the league. It does have the star power effect. Tommy, you got a point in saying he, he is going to put Americans back on the bench. Can they just can they get stars that will coach and build the game and commit to that grassroots level, or are they just going to get stars that want to cash a relatively small paycheck but live the American clout lifestyle? We all know it's a clout game out here. Well, that's what that's what the thing is. That was our thing with Bastero. We were on his right. Instagram. Well, yeah, I was <laughs> frequenting his Instagram, but um... <laughs> he was all about. The galleries, but look, the art. Yes, you're not the seeing lifestyle. any of these guys signing with Utah. You're not seeing any of these guys sign with even Dallas. You'll go, you're going to see these guys with San Diego, like we're seeing right now with, with the topic at hand. New York has signed some stars. New York, right? maybe even New England. And you're going to see L.A. now sign some big, some big names. But the clouds. It's all about the cloud. It's all about the cloud. They're not going to get paid a lot, but these stars are coming in for the uh, experience. They want the cloud. They want the American bump. Yeah. yeah. And they're going to bump Americans to the bench. It's okay, though. Our Americans will sit down a Rob Shaw or two. I'm not saying specifically Chris Robshaw, but eventually, if the owners sign guys who are over the hill and there are coaches and GMs that are desperate for their jobs and 
want to play younger players when they're losing. Like we're we're gonna see some stars get sat, and I'm excited for that. The game's about to start. If you haven't already listened to our Super Rugby Wataroa episode featuring Mickey Bateman, listen to it in full. We give a full season preview. Tommy, the game's about to start, so let's get to our last caller. Tommy, you got any jokes? Uh, yeah. Um, um. We got Cody. Cody from North Carolina. Hey, guys. This is Cody. Uh, you guys obviously know that uh, USA Rugby filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy because of coronavirus. Uh, they have implied that uh, the senior national team, so men's and women's, will continue to play eventually. How do you feel this will affect the clubs across the country? Cody, appreciate the call uh, all the way from North Carolina. Tommy, we play for a club in Denver Barbarians. It's no secret to the people who listen to our podcast. We're going to be fine. Cody, the question is, what are those fringe clubs going to do? The ones who are just making it. um, The ones who are just meeting the attendance levels to make a club happen. But now someone's been laid off from COVID. USA Rugby is bankrupt. It's been reported on for years about their mismanagement of money. It's no secret to anybody. So whoever grabs the reins from this fucking wreckage needs to set a budget and stick to that budget, Cody. Um, it's simple economics. We've always spent more than we've earned. Therefore, we've created a financial firestorm because USA has always been the sleeping giant. We've always had big hopes for the future. We take on more than we can handle. We need to build in the grassroots at every level. Coaching, development, everything. People should volunteer their time to build rugby, not pay specialists way more than we should. And we just, it's an events-based game. We come down to picking poor events. We hosted the Rugby World Cup 7s, and it was an amazing event, and the Rugby Pickup Crew was there. Check out the San Francisco Chronicles. But it just didn't work financially, and World Rugby bailed them out. I got a question. Tommy, go, because I'm going to rant for years. <laughs> well, and continue to rant because this topic obviously calls for ranting. Um, but <laughs> here's my question. What percentage of USA Rugby's money is actually from CIPP? Uh, far too much. That's what sucks. That's what the, the club is. And now there's going to be less of that if the fringe clubs are not going to be around anymore. Like people might not be able to travel a few hours to go to the next closest club. Yeah. Some rugby watchdogs, i.e. Pat Clifton, like reported vigorously on the fact that you know the USA rugby was bankrupt and there had been an overspend from club funds directed towards national shit. I have sympathy for all these control people, the CFO, the CEO. Like, Granted, at the end of the day, you get paid money because the buck stops at you, but there's also a million moving parts. And you don't do this job to make money. You do it because you love USA Rugby and you try and help, but the people in charge have been at fault. There's, there's no denying that, Tommy. So I understand it's a hard job, I understand you're not going to satisfy everybody, but filing for bankruptcy is not is not a good result. So 
They have failed on every, on every front, on every account. It's good but Cody, thank you for calling. Challenges. We need more callers like you, Cody, who just want to know the bare essentials of what the fuck is going on. Right now, I can tell you that USA Rugby is broke. They're filing for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. And it just so happens that the Colorado Raptors have withdrawn from the MLR. And who knows? The two could be negotiating a deal behind the scenes to make Rugby Town USA the official training ground of the Eagles, 7s and 15s. Tommy, quite frankly, I think it'd be an amazing idea because there's no better place to train than at altitude. It'll suck the life out Absolutely. of you. But I think they tried to do that a little too much before Japan, don't you We are 0-8 in our last uh, <laughs> two World Cups. But we hope for the best. We hope the city of Glendale cracks the deal with the Eagles. <clears throat> Update. A deal has been struck. More on that in next week's Rugby Pick'em. We appreciate the call from North Carolina, from Boston, from San Diego. All the Rugby Pick'em fans, Tommy, tell them what the number is. 720-259-8825 or 720-259-TUCK. And with that, we will leave you with a heartfelt message from our favorite caller, the guru. No uh, no questions from the guru. Guru calling in. Quick statement. All to come with a little emotion. It's been a few years now since I've had all the rugby boys coming to me home where I cook for them and had general cheer. And it's been a few years because Scarlowe Trains has taken off, gone to greener pastures. But I had a, a chat with Scarlowe. And uh, we were talking about some uh, railroad jokes, but I lost my train of thought there. Once we got over all that, we started talking about rugby and how in this crazy world, we just, I think we need rugby. I think we need people singing their anthems and being true. It's a great egalitarian sport. People don't see race, color, creed. We have a beautiful game, and it has to transcend all the nonsense that's going on in this world. Overcome with a bit of emotion, but loving rugby and loving my rugby community, and I need some people to come through the Guru's homestead again so we can cook and laugh and cheer and sing some songs. God bless all. God bless rugby. Pick him. Pick him. So whoever grabs the reins from this fucking wreckage. Tommy, tell them what the number is. 720 Wait, 2598825.
Jack, we appreciate the call. Uh, Jody, appreciate the call. No. Jack. Jack, you appreciate the call. Some big names, but I forget what where we were going with it. The cloud, the clouds. It's all about the cloud. It's all about the cloud. Cock, coach, coach. Tommy, our guy Cole Zarconi getting drafted last minute, San Diego Legion. Literally, Mr. Irrelevant in the draft. Oh my Thank God. fucking God Cole got drafted. Yeah, of course. Like, what was the. What was the... Thank fucking oh. God Cole got drafted. What? Thank God Cole got. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're coming back. Give us, <laughs> give us thirty seconds. Know your role. 